When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. He's one of our all-time greats. Love having Chris Anstey on and he's on the line. He's got a pretty busy day. Got NBA legend Dirk Nowitzki in town. Basketball camps, a sportsman's night at the Timber Yard in Port Melbourne tomorrow night, which I presume is sold out. Chris, welcome to you. Great to have you on. Dwayne, thanks, mate. No, the camp was yesterday and uh, he's speaking tonight. So we're at the Timber Yard setting up already and looking at a whole bunch of seats. Now, we're very, very close to sold out, but we've got a little bit more space. But uh, no, really exciting to have Dirk in town. He's loved Melbourne. His family's in town with him. And, you know, look, it was a crazy day yesterday with the camp. We'd never actually run one before. So we uh, we uh, we learned lots. But, look, everyone had a great time. Dirk was really generous with his time. And just, you know, I've just seen the look on kids' faces when he walks in and begins talking and shares some of... His shooting tips, it's, no, it was just a really great morning. So what are we going to get tonight then? Is it uh, basketball philosophy, shooting tips, or is it uh, a more of a, a sport and how to attack sport kind of philosophy? What kind of guy is Dirk? Yeah, look, for those of you who also plenty came and heard Luke Longley speak uh, last year when we did one of these, and you know, he'll be up on stage speaking with our MC for uh, probably 50 minutes or so, and he'll have a little break and... Then we go to Q&A, so we let the audience drive the conversation and we'll go about an hour for that. So we, we love letting the audience drive it. We, we don't like dictating what Dirk speaks about. We certainly want him to be speaking about what the audience would like to know. So it's really it's a, it's an open format for the second half of the show. Uh, plenty of people get to, to speak to Dirk and ask the questions that perhaps they've wanted to for quite a long time. And, you know, everyone we do this with, they're, they're almost... Actually, they're, they're almost exclusively more excited to do the Q&A at the end than they are uh, sit up on stage with an MC and, and, and go through some of the highlights of their career. So Australia is really prominent on the world basketball stage now, obviously, with so many stars from Australia in the NBA and players that have come to Australia to refine their act and get back to the NBA. So, uh, Dirk, how, are you taking him to many NBL games? What's his thoughts on Australian basketball where it's at right now? You know what, he, he he really enjoys coming down here. He's, he's already asked after Ryan Brockhoff, who he played with at the Dallas Mavericks, and Chris Golding, who he spent a couple of summers with working out in Dallas. And he knows a lot of the imports down here, and he keeps an eye on it, but probably not in depth uh, like a lot of people in the NBL would hope. But, no, look, he, he's seen enough basketball games, so he's certainly not going to get to an NBL game, unfortunately. But he'll get along to the Australian Open. He's a, he's a tennis fan, and... He wanted to tick that grand slam off his bucket list, so we were fortunate we could coordinate this with his Australian Open experience. And look, he'll, he's got his family here, so he'll disappear and go off the radar for, for a couple of weeks around Australia and uh, have a vacation while he's here. And uh, no, look, we're, we're fortunate to have him in Melbourne this week and do a few things with him, and we'll head up to Sydney and do one next Wednesday night as well. Hey, while we're talking NBA, I think Josh Giddy's on the verge of maybe another triple-double as well. You're setting up at the timber yard, so you're probably not keeping across that. But uh, we've still got some stars doing some great stuff. The Nets could actually win the whole thing still. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's fun to watch at the moment. You know what? I was in Madison Square Garden the last time Josh recorded a triple double uh, against the Knicks, of course, and it was a really, really special moment. And he sort of threatens to do it so often, which is incredible for a 19 year old kid. But he's he's certainly we, we can speak about it every time we chat. But he, he's the future of Australian basketball. I, I tell you what, outside of uh, outside of Josh, it, it's just been incredible. I'm not sure how many people have followed it, but Joe Ingles tore his ACL last year and managed to come back and play his first game for the Milwaukee Bucks about a month ago. And he's just starting to find form. 17 points, I think five rebounds, five assists last night was instrumental in their win uh, against the New York Knicks as well. Actually, it's great to see Joe Ingles back. Paddy Mills, you know, rarely finding court time in the moment. So he may find himself somewhere else, um, which mm. might be a good move to him. But uh, no, look, just to be able to speak of 10 Aussies at the, in the NBA at any given time. It's, as you said, it's just an incredible era of Australian basketball. And Ben's sort of turned a corner, Ben Simmons, a bit? He has. He's been on the court, and just the consistency of being able to put his jersey on and play game after game and find a rhythm and, and evolve into his role with superstars like Kyrie Irving and, ben, uh, and uh, Kevin Durant has been incredible. Um, I think everybody wants him to do well. Uh, you know, the tennis is on at the moment. I think a lot of people have come, on, have come around and are hoping Nick Kyrgios does well. I think Ben Simmons is almost the Nick Kyrgios of Australian basketball where he's got a lot of people offside, but I think he's turned the corner and there are a lot of people out there who want him to do well. And he's going to have an opportunity because Kevin Durant, we're not sure how bad his knee injury is, but he could miss for a little while, so you would expect there to be even more responsibility placed on Ben's shoulders, and I'm glad he's had a clear run at it for the last couple of months, so he should be prepared. Who is your favourite to win the NBA? Because a couple of the well, the Lakers can't win it. Golden State's struggling. What are they, 20 and 20 right now? The Celtics are top of the pops, 29 and 12, but the Bucks are flying. The, the Nuggets, Memphis, the Suns are struggling a bit, too, 20 and 21. Their record, who's your favourite? You know, every time I make a pick or think I've got it figured out, they go and lose four or five in a row, which, you know, I thought the Celtics were playing as well as anyone there, but then they tried to reintegrate Robert Williams back into the into the lineup, and they dumped five in a row and a couple of bad ones. Milwaukee still haven't had a full lineup. Or Yes, I'd probably have to say those two in the East still. I think the Brooklyn Nets, as you mentioned, they've won 18 of their last 20, and they're playing fantastic, but... I just don't think they've got that championship DNA that, that some of those other teams have when the pressure's really applied. They've got as much talent as anyone. Uh, they probably don't defend as well or yeah, gel as well as a group of some of those other teams uh, that they're going to be up against in a seven-game series. But in the West, you're right. I like Denver. Uh, Nikola Jokic is incredible. Again, he's possibly the best player in basketball at the moment and in, and in a lot of purest eyes, the most fun to watch. The West is wide open. Memphis is second in the West. They could do something. I still think the Warriors, when I mean, they're, they're 500, as you mentioned, but Steph Curry's out, and they've sort of kept their noses above water during that time. So, look, he'll come back and change everything. And They won the championship last year from the clouds. I think they finished in the, the bottom half of the Western uh, playoff race, but they can beat anyone on the day. They know how to win when it matters, and I don't think we can write them off. So outside of Steph, um, in terms of MVP contenders, you've you got Luka Doncic, you've got Nikola Jokic, as you mentioned, Giannis is still a contender. Who's the best player right now that's getting on the court? Yeah, well, it's interesting, and you'd probably add Joel Embiid to that list with how well he's playing 
this season. Many have Jason Tatum on that list, although I think he's a little bit off the absolute top few. But, you know, what? Nikola Jokic, I think, had the best season, but I'm not sure if the voters will shy away from awarding it to him for a third year in a row. Uh, I know a lot of people probably wanted Joel Embiid to win it last year, so he will be a chance. Luka Doncic has put up some incredible individual games, but if Dallas don't find a way to probably finish in the top four in the West, that might count against him. I, I really don't know. I haven't seen an MVP race this open in a long, long time. So the NBL right now, Perth defeated New Zealand last night. I think 26 point last quarter to New Zealand's 18, outscored them by eight and one by three, although they were five in front with about a second left. So um, they, were, they came from the clouds and a big last quarter. Sydney's still the team to beat, but outside of Sydney, it's, it's fairly even. It really is. Um, Perth are finding their feet under John Rilly. I, I still would love to see the South East Melbourne Phoenix get a clear run at it with injuries. I think they're, with a full squad, I'd almost think they're Sydney's biggest challenger, but I guess haven't been able to get a full squad on the floor pretty much in their entire existence. And they sat second and third on the ladder for a while this season. And again, injuries hit, but they'll, they'll bring players back. And I think they'll be a contender once they've got a full roster. New Zealand and Tams have been absolutely incredible this year. I just don't think they're going to find their way to the top of the ladder first, go and win the thing. Uh, a little bit like Tasmania last year, I thought then getting to the championship was incredible, but it was just one step too many. So I, I tend to think that could be Cairns and New Zealand. And it's, it's not Sydney's championship to lose, but in my mind, they're a clear favourite. And the biggest threats will probably come from the teams who have playoff and championship, championship experience in their playing group. And we've had great moments and times of NBL through history, but it seems like depth is sort of providing a lot of people with a fodder to say, right now, this is the very best era we've had? It's certainly the most widely viewed and the, the most interactive the league's been. And, you know, it's always you get us old guys on the phone and chatting mm. on the radio, and we'll always say that we could have beaten the teams that they yep. put out on the floor now. And we, we all still believe that, but not as many people watched. And I think it's, there are two completely different conversations. I think the level of talent's incredible. Uh, I think the number of people who've got eyes on are incredible. And I think the absolute top end, you know, we haven't seen the depth across that top end of talent across the league in in quite a while. And, and that's just reflected by the NBA guys we get here every game, uh, by the number of NBA people, you know, it's just in the United States for six weeks. And they all know exactly what's going on in the league. And they only know that because it is one of the best leagues in the world right now. Great to have you, Chris. Good luck tonight. Let's hope you get that uh, full house that you're looking for. And if you want to pick up a ticket uh, or if you're in Sydney listening to this show, can people pick up a ticket? Where can they go? Yeah, the easiest way is to just follow your nose, chrisanstey.com.au. You'll you'll find the events link and jump on there. There there are still a few left and uh, we'd love to see as many people as possible. chrisanstey.com.au. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Wayne. The one and only, the great... Chris Anstey joining us as he does on a regular basis. A couple of texts, a couple of calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. straight after this break. Still plenty to come after the 2 o'clock news. We're going to have a chat to Wes Agar. He might even join us before. He's headed to the airport now after the Adelaide Strikers had another good win last night. Plenty of cricket still to come with Annabelle Sutherland to join us after 2 o'clock. But a few of your calls, if you'd like to jump on the line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You're with Dwayne's well.